Good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Motivational Moment in the Morning. My name is Portia Wolf, and I'm here in Houston, Texas today, today, March the 8th, 2016. Thank you all so much for joining us on today. We are excited that you have. We are here Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time for 20 minutes of power and inspiration to help you start your day off on time and on top. Make sure when you join this call, you don't come alone. Share with a family member, coworker, friend, associate. Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. You want to make sure that everybody connected to you is getting their iron sharpened uh, so that when you come around, all right, the conversations are productive and conducive so that all of you can go out and do great things. So thank you so much for sharing, for inviting people. We ask that you post your notes on your social media pages, tag us in it using the hashtag when dreams collide, as well as build it for your last name. Uh, that way we can see what you guys have extracted from the call, gives us great feedback on, on the call as well, so we can continue to flow in the direction that we know uh, is going to give people that inspiration that they need to get through their day. So we appreciate that so, so much. Um, also, you know, take your own notes, journal it, make sure you share it with everybody that you know so that no, no brother, no sister, no friend uh, is left behind. Uh, again, those of you who joined Straight Talk Woman Talk last night, thank you all so much for doing so. We had a powerful message. So if you missed last night's message live, be sure to go back and listen to the replay. Get on, you can catch it on straighttalkwomantalk.com. That's straighttalkwomantalk.com. Dot com. Also, for those of you on the site, if you have not subscribed to our website, please do so today. You can go to WhenDreamsCollide.com. That's WhenDreamsCollide.com. Subscribe, become a VIP Vision Impact Partner so we can stay connected. All right, folks, it's time to rock and roll. My husband is here. Uh, again, if you're driving, put on your earpieces. Grab your pen and papers if you're stationary so you can take notes. Pull up your social media pages to post your notes and tag us in it. Honey, why don't you come onto the line and say good morning to our VIP. Absolutely. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, kings and queens. Good morning, world changers. Good morning, vision carriers. Good morning, students of excellence. Good morning, family. Good morning, VIPs. Come on, y'all. Vision, impact, partners. Hey, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am excited about your future. Did you hear me this morning? I said, I am excited about your future. I want to talk to you from a thought this morning. You've done nothing wrong. You've done nothing wrong. You know, if we are completely transparent and candid in life, we, we don't always get it correct. We don't always make it, uh, make it to the top. We don't always do things the way they're supposed to be done. As a matter of fact, one author says, before you judge me, make sure you're perfect. Before you judge me, make sure you're perfect. And we understand that none of us are perfect. None of us have made it to this utopia, to this place of arrival where we're without sin or we're without flaw 
or where we're out guilt. We're all guilty of something. I know many of us, we, we put on the, the air or we put on the front, we put on the, the, the look or the thought or the idea that we have done nothing wrong or everything has been going right or everybody has wronged us and, and things have gone completely as planned. But the truth of the matter is many of us have, we've missed it sometimes. We've missed the game-winning shot. You know, we're not the sharpest knife in the tool shed. We're not the brightest crayon in the crayon box, but can I share something with you? Broken crayons steal color. Broken crayons steal color. But it is every so often that we get into our lives, we get into the proclivity of a situation whereby you've done nothing wrong. I mean, when, when, you, when you get into a place in your life when you've done nothing wrong and you start to question yourself, to see if there's something wrong with you. Did you say something out of line? Did you do something out of pocket? What, what, did, it, what did you do to cause this situation? What, what happened for you to be in this predicament? Why is this happening to me? What did I say? Where did I go wrong? And you've never lived life until you've been into a situation where you ask yourself, what? What did I do to deserve this? You've done nothing. Nothing wrong. I've, I've, I've come to realize that sometimes you can get punished for pursuing purpose. I've also come to discover that you can get wronged because you're doing what's right. Would you post that? You can get wronged because of doing what's right. You've done Nothing wrong. Jared, I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't, I don't believe you. You know, there are two different, two different stories I want to extrapolate for the context of this situation so you can understand what I'm saying. You know, there's a man in the Bible. His name is Job. Job was a, he was a man of God. I mean, Job was off the chain. He was balling out of control, ladies and gentlemen. Job had a Bentley, a Benz, a Maserati, and a Lamborghini. Job had not a house. He had compounds. Job was, was, I mean, he was, he was absolutely wealthy. Job was well-known. He was articulate. Job was, I mean, he was a man after my own heart. Job was the man. I mean, uh, Job, yeah, Job was a good guy. And, um, you know, the story says that what ended up happening is the devil, the devil himself said, let me, let me tempt somebody. I need, I need to tempt somebody. I need to call somebody to go astray. See, without a trial, there can be no denial. Huh. Without a trial, there can be no denial. Jim, what do you mean? Well, it is the trial of things that cause people to deny their destiny. It's the trial of things that cause people to forfeit on their goal. It's the trials of life that cause people to not be or to be convicted and found guilty of giving up too soon. And so the devil says, you know, the reason, uh, the reason why Job, God, the reason why he, he loves you, he adores you, he, he worships you, he gives you, he gives you his all. The reason why he's doing all of this stuff is because of what you've given him. It's because of you've given him good health. It's because you've given him a good marriage. It's because of you've given him great children. You've given him a great life, and that is the reason why he worships you. That's the reason why he's got your back. That's the reason why he, he's your man. But, but why don't you allow me? Mm-hmm. Why don't you allow me to strip him of all his stuff? And we'll see if he's really for you. Can I say something to you? God will oftentimes break your spirit 
just so that he can save your soul. Yeah, he, he, he'll allow your, soul, your spirit to be broken just so that he can save your soul. And here, here God tells the devil, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Do, do whatever you will to him, but uh, uh, just, just don't kill him. Can I pause for station identification? God is allowing things to happen in your life right now. I don't care how traumatic and tragic they seem, feel, and look like. It won't kill you. It will only build you and make you stronger. Gerda says, Gerda says, if it doesn't kill me, it makes me stronger. And so here he is now, Job, being tested, not for doing wrong. Ah, but for living right. Have you ever been persecuted for doing what's right? Have you ever been convicted and accused uh, for living right? Have you ever have you ever been have you ever taken a shot from people? Not because you did anything to them, but because you reminded them, you gave them the image of the look of what kingdom living and kingdom life and leadership should should really look like. Have people, I have discovered that people are not really mad at you. They're mad at the God they see in you because they acted so demonic in their own lives. And so here's what happens. The devil starts to take all his stuff. He takes his cars. He takes his clothes. He takes his homes. And he takes his health. Yeah, he takes your house. He takes your clothes. He takes your health. And um, here Job is, did nothing wrong. Here Job is, minding his own business. Here Job is, building his own business. <laughs> here Job is, pursuing his ministry. Here Job is, made a simple transition. Here Job is, didn't call nobody. Here Job is, didn't say nothing. Here Job is. Didn't do anything to anybody, but he's still being tested. And um, now uh, his wife, mm-hmm, his wife comes to him and says, uh, "Job, you you should just curse God and and die. Not curse God and live, but curse God and and die. I mean, it's over, bro. It's, it's done. I mean." There's something going on. He, he has forsaken us. I mean, we've, we've been doing all the right things and, 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 and doing things the right way. And look at, look at what's happening, man. This God that you're serving, I mean, you, we just need to, you, you just need to curse him and die. Uh, isn't it amazing that when you're doing what's right, you're walking in alignment with your assignment. There's sometimes people that are close to you that have proximity in you or proximity near you that, that will speak death to you. They, they will tell you it's over. They, they'll tell you you're, you're, at, you're to blame. They'll cause you to check yourself even though they're the ones that need a checkup from the neck up. And, and she says, curse, uh, curse God and die. This is the subscribe of, of the, 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 the evidence of what she presents. She tells him it's over you just need to curse them and die. Look, all our cars are gone. Our home is gone. Our business has gone backwards. Look, the, the same God, no, no, forget all that. No, he, he's the one that's doing this to us. You, you, you need to curse him and, and just go ahead and die. And um, 
This is when you've got to be tough. This is when you've got to be mature. This is when you've got to be secure. This is when you've got to stand up in yourself and say, in the words of Job, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. Though he slay me. See, that, I mean, that's the resounding message. You've done nothing wrong, but though he slay me. See, if, he, if God knew you couldn't handle it, he wouldn't put it in your hands. He trusts you. That's why he's allowing you to deal with it. Sometimes we are going through what we're going through, not for us, but for somebody else to benefit. As a matter of fact, if your life is not making somebody else's life better, you are wasting your time. A candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. Winston Churchill said, it takes a strong fish to swim upstream because any dead fish can flow down the river. One man with courage is the majority. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Yo, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. You've done nothing wrong. They, they the one tripping. They, they, they unfriended you. It ain't, it ain't your fault. They, they, they been lying on you. You didn't, you didn't do nothing to them, and, and there's no reason for you to question you. There's, there's no reason for you to question your character. There, there's no reason for you to question your goal and your agenda. You've done nothing wrong. So, sometimes I've discovered that people huh, allow themselves to create their own pictures, their own, their own movies. They start to suffer from the, the myopias in their own mind, and they start to promulgate a, or they, they, they attempt to, to, to shed that blood on everybody else. And, and you can look at yourself with all due diligence, looking at your hands, knowing there's no blood on my hands. Huh? You've done nothing wrong. I, I didn't say nothing out of line. I, I didn't do anything out of pocket. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't touch anybody. I didn't, I didn't use my words as weapons of mass distraction. I, I hadn't said anything for you, against you. You've done nothing wrong. Sometimes people uh, don't understand that insecurity is the, it's synonymous to jealousy. And the devil, he sometimes tests those that are doing right to see if he can get you to do wrong. See, you have gotten to the proverbial intersection in life. You're right there at that intersection. You're either going to get right or you're going to get left. You've done nothing wrong. That's right. That's right. You've done nothing wrong, folks. And just like the enemy to make us think that we have, <laughs> to, to make us question ourselves. But here's the deal. You're the common denominator in all your issues. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you take you with you. So, so there's a part that we all play in what it is that we're doing. Wherever you are in life, you made the appointment to be there by your choices and your decisions. Now, it, it, your intentions could have been great. You know, you could have meant for things to go well, but sometimes bad things happen to good people. You dotted your I's, you crossed your T's, you did everything you were supposed to do, how you were supposed to do it, everything, and then bad things still happen. We do have to reflect and say, what role did we play 
in this situation. We didn't do anything wrong by our own standards. But what could we have done differently? This may not have been a bad thing to do, but was it the right thing to do? Was it the best thing to do at this time? That's that's another deal that can cause us to uh, attract those things to us that that we feel are not fair. You're doing the right thing, but maybe it's, it's at the wrong time or with the wrong people. So 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 that causes or creates uh, issues and circumstances to come into our way. And then there's other times where we literally have not done anything wrong. We we've done our best to uh, avoid conflict and and issues. We follow the rules. We We've done everything the way that, you know, it was expected uh, to be done, and there's still issue. And the reason why that is is that for some people, you're like a mirror to them. Looking at you creates a reflection of what they need to or should do that they are not doing. So every time they look at you, they see a reflection of what they should be doing. They see a reflection of their shortcomings. And instead of looking at you as inspiration, as someone to connect with, to get to that next place, they shun you. You know, we had a couple recently connect with us, and um, the the wife and I, we've talked before, and just mainly through social media and everything, but, we, you know, we met with this couple, and, and then she shared, she said, you know, I, I want to be transparent right now. And I was like, okay. She was like, when I first saw you guys and connected with you all, She's like, I, I was in my feelings. Now, we had never met in person, never talked or anything, but here she was in her feelings. And she was like, I I didn't know how to take that. She said, well, God, God, why am I feeling this way about them? You know, am I jealous? Am I, what is that? What is it that I'm feeling? And um, she said, that feeling can typically cause people to create a whole perception of you negatively that you had absolutely nothing to do with. You know, here she is. We're just connected through social media and never talked or nothing, never spent any time together. But here she is already creating this perception. And so she said she had to, she said she heard the Spirit of the Lord tell her, no, it's not that anything wrong is happening. It's not that you should feel uh, jealous or or anything. Uh, what you should do is connect. It's to collaborate because what you see and what they have is what you aspire to have as well in your household. So connect with them and see how you can collaborate and, and make something happen together. See what you can learn. See what you can extract from each other, you know. Um, and a lot of, And it was so big of her to actually share that because a lot of people don't. You know, they'll feel what they feel and get in their feelings, and now you see them and they halfway speaking, they got an attitude with you, and you're like, I ain't never even talked to you before. Why are you angry with me? You know, what did I do to you? And it has nothing to do with what you've done. It's just simply uh, th- their own shortcomings, them not being truthful with themselves about how they genuinely feel. And it didn't mean that she was actually lacking anything or she was less than or or any of that. She just identified some characteristics that we had that she desired to have um, with herself and, you know, with her relationship and the businesses that they're running together that that she she could have, you know, that, that she said, you know what, instead of 
getting in my feelings or talking about them for doing it. Because you know how some people get, oh, well, they just doing this or they just doing that. They got this little thing over here and this little thing over there. Whenever you have somebody say something like that, this little this or this little that about you, what that shows is their own insecurity. They wish they could do it, but they can't. And it's not that they don't have the capacity to. They just haven't created the courage enough to do it. And, again, you doing it is like a mirror to them. They see you as a reflection of the work that they should be doing. You know, I've had women who you'd be surprised have said that, with this little straight talk woman talk. What, what, what is this little straight talk woman talk? And I just laugh whenever I hear somebody say that because I'm like, sweetheart, I'll support you in what you're doing if you want to do it too. It is, it's, it's not that big of a deal, okay? Um, there's enough room for everybody. There's plenty of women out there who I can't reach that you could if we connected and worked together. So don't don't hate on me for what you're not doing. You need to go out and do it too. But that's how people are. So they've created uh, these issues with you that you didn't even know. But I'm so grateful that this particular woman and this particular couple, that she was just transparent and she said, like, this is how I was feeling. This is what I was thinking. And I was like, wow. How many other people out there feeling and thinking that, that don't even know you, don't even know me, uh, know us, and have created this entire issue with us, but they don't even know us. They haven't even taken the time to get to know us. It has nothing to do with us. Their issue has nothing to do with me. I'm, I'm, I'm walking out my purpose. I'm doing the thing God has called me to do. I'm being who God has called me to be. And if me doing that makes you feel insecure, that's your issue, not mine. So what you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, is not be careful not to personalize somebody else's insecurity. I had another woman come to me and, and share, you know, that I was treating her different because I, I, didn't, I didn't call or text or whatever when she expected me to. And my whole deal was we never talked about me doing it. I never, I never made, uh, I never said this is what I'm going to do. Um, we don't even talk often at all anyway. So, but she created in her mind um, this expectation that I didn't even know was set. <laughs> That's the other deal. People will create expectations of how they want you to be, how they want you to do, and never tell you what that expectation is. So, of course, you don't know it. You're going to miss it, and, and now there's an issue. Well, that's, that is a misguided expectation for them. Misguided expectation is when you create a condition in your own mind of what you expect someone to do. You never, you never communicated with them, and they never say anything to you about it, but you've created this movie in your own mind of how you would expect someone to do, and when they don't do it or follow through, you get upset. Well, that's in your mind. That has nothing to do with them. You created that. So that's misguided expectation where you assumed something was going to go a certain way. But unmet expectation was where an agreement was made, a conversation was had, and I said, when I get to this place, I'm going to do this. Or when, when, when I'm going to call, I'm going to text. I will come over. I will see you. You know, we're going to meet. We're going to do dinner. We're going to do business. Whatever it is, there was a mutual agreement that was made, and I don't follow through. Well, now that's unmet expectation. That, now, that's the difference. But there's some people, a lot of people out there in your life, who have misguided expectations set up in their hearts and in their brains. And so you have no idea that they have set this expectation of you. And because you don't know, you're going to always miss the mark. And because of that, they're going to always be upset with you. And you're going to like, what, what did I do? 
And then they hit you with the, you know what you did. And you're like, really, no, I have no idea what I did. Are you crazy? Like, what are you talking about? Really? Go take a nap. Pray. Do something. Because you created this entire issue by yourself. I was not a part in this place that you created. And so you're going to have a lot of situations like that that come up where people have just automatically cre- created this idea of how they, how you should be with them but have never communicated that particular thing to you, you know. So, so you just have to continue on doing things the way God has called you to do it. Um, my husband and I have just made an agreement with each other that when it comes to our friendship, when it comes to our relationship, businessship, everything, if it doesn't flow, we don't go. If it doesn't flow, we don't go. We do not force what does not fit. I don't care who you are, what you have, what you're doing, how fly it is, awesome, popular, whatever. If our participation does not flow, we don't go, period. You can't, the, the, the time is up of forcing what doesn't fit. In some cases, a lot of cases, you're just better off without them, without the issue, without the challenge, without the problem. So we follow grace, we follow peace, and we follow flow. Because that's what a favor is. Where there's favor, there's flow. We don't go where there's restriction. So, so keep that in mind as you're out interacting with people, doing your thing, and understand there, there, there's a high chance that somebody has an issue with you and you can't pinpoint what happened, that you really have done nothing wrong. And, and accept that and don't beat yourself up about how they feel. Don't personalize someone else's insecurities. You leave that with them. Honey. Dr. Mike Murdoch said it best. He says, go where you're celebrated. Are they celebrating you? Not where you're tolerated. Go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. And so many of us, we have found ourselves at a climatic scene towards the ending of this chapter in people's lives where they are no longer celebrating you. They're tolerating you. You're holding on to something you need to let go of. You're making excuses for someone who has given you every reason. Go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. You've done nothing wrong. One author said it best. She said, wrong is wrong if everyone is doing it. And right is right even if no one is doing it. Wrong is wrong if everybody's doing it. And right is right even if no one is doing it. You've done nothing wrong. God bless you. God bless your families. And God most certainly bless your dreams.